Greetings Grapple fans, it's time once again for us to explore another 5 star match as rated by Dave Meltzer. This time we're going all the way to 1985 on June the 12th at the Budokan Hall in All Japan Pro Wrestling's first show there I believe in 10 years after the previous show at the Budokan Hall and it would be a mainstay not only for the promotion but also a large number of the matches that Dave Meltzer in the next few years will be giving the full five stars to and they will also very often involve one of the participants in this match making his five star debut the young man to be known as was known as until he got repackaged as Tiger Mask 2 and soon to be known again as Mitsuhara Masawa challenges for the NWA International Junior Heavyweight Championship against Kunyaki Kobayashi so, Simon, do you know that much about either of these two men? Um, no, no, I didn't know. I've heard Masawa be like a revered name um, prior to uh, the start of our uh, grand projects, but he's I didn't know a most, great deal about either. Yeah, at the time of recording, he's had the most five-star matches as deigned by the god himself that is Dave Meltzer. More so, I mean, it looks like Okada will probably overtake him eventually. Um, but at the moment, it's still Masawa. I think he's got like 33, 34 matches that we're going to have to cover. Jesus. Oh, you sounded reluctant there, Simon. <laughs> were you no. underwhelmed by this match at all? Ah, no, 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 I wasn't underwhelmed by this match, but too much of a good, any good thing um, can be bad for you. Just ask heroin addicts. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that was oh dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I actually really. I, this was quite a good match. It was um, very fast paced. It was just mm. was, there was a lot going on all the time. Yeah, and I really liked it. I especially liked. It seemed like a bit, you know, on Street Fighter or Tekken when, mm. in your friendship group, you'll have like two mates that have like learned the combos and can like smash a pad like quicker than. Like Usain Bolt smashing the track at the hundred meters, mm. uh, and like you'll like, as as you never really do when a group of men are like around a single game, there will be a tournament of some type, and the two skilled guys will usually meet each other in the final, and it's the one where everyone's just like they're a lot closer to the telly, everyone's paying attention. You know, conversations might have been happening in like the quarters of the semis, but no, the final against these two skilled dudes. That's what everyone's watching. Mm. It, it felt like that, especially because right from the outset, um, Tiger Mask's music sounds very much like video game music. You know, <laughs> like when you got the 90s cutscene as like a challenger enters the ring or something like that. Mm. I don't know that much about games or, or game music, to be honest, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, not, I don't play that many games, nor do I tune my TV in, so... <laughs> anyway, let me look at my quill-written notes for this match. <laughs> <laughs> so to give some historical context for this the Tiger Mask gimmick of course was made famous by Satoru Sayama who we saw in the first episode having his match with Dynamite Kid and he really popularised this new higher paced uh, higher flying 
a quicker paced high flying junior heavyweight style that would come to dominate junior heavyweight wrestling and, and like I said at the time become maybe the most influential style of wrestling on what we see today um, across the world he was and then he get, left the New Japan soon after that match uh, formerly UWF with Akira Maeda and a few other figures then at this point I think he retired from wrestling entirely around by this time and Giant Baba purchased the Tiger Mask gimmick. I think it had been a licensing issue because it was an anime thing anyway. So I don't think New Japan owned it particularly. So oh, okay. they bought it and they gave it to maybe their hottest young prospect at the time, which was Mitsuharu Masawa. <clears throat> Mitsuharu Masawa, for a start, is notably like much taller than Sam was. Sam was about five foot five, five foot six. I think Masawa was somewhere around five foot eleven, six foot tall. Like, he's noticeably taller than Kobayashi, and he would gradually become naturally a heavyweight. Um, but they programmed him with a few of Tiger Mask's uh, original classic opponents, like the Dynamite Kid, did wrestle Tiger Mask too a few times. Didn't actually think that much of Masawa, uh, at least at the time. He considered him quite clumsy compared to uh, Sayama. Original uh, Tiger Mask. The original Tiger Mask. And... I, can, I think you can see where he's coming from in the match. You wouldn't call him clumsy, but he's certainly not as naturally agile because of his greater size, I think, and because of mm. his more map-based bla- map inclinations. Do you think like, the plan he's was... He's the one that grounds the match, actually. It starts off with Kobayashi going flying at him with high kicks and sending him into the railings. And then when it goes... Yeah, and then it goes to the, the suicide dive, and then the ref's like, no, 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 not having it. Um, but Tiger Mask also fa- his first real feud with a Japanese talent was Kunyaki Kobayashi. Uh, Kobayashi became known as the Tiger Hunter, and to Japanese wrestling fans, or just to the Japanese public in general, that's what he is known for. He's known as one of Tiger Mask's great rival, the original Tiger Mask's great rivals, and his first real non-gaijin rival. After... Did it go after just Tiger Mask, or when Black Tiger enters the scene? Well, the Black, Black Tiger. Tiger so... Well, no, because Black Tiger was a heel character as well. He was the opposite. Again, he was also another gaijin wrestler played by Mark Rollable Rocco. Um, and then, I see, sorry, go on. See, I think that would have been like even cooler for like, I'm, 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 I'm oh, chair, but... he's just a tiger hunter in general. Any, yeah. any, I don't care if you're tiger. a good tiger or a bad tiger. If you're a tiger, I'm having you. He's <laughs> going into shops, shops and attacking Frosty's packaging and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely chins Tigger at Disney World. <laughs> Uh, the wonderful thing about poof, ah! <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> really testing how rubbery he's made. <laughs> As he goes for like a jumping pile driver in front of screaming. He chill. does an inverted atomic drop, and because he's got a tail made of spring, he goes flying up into the <laughs> sky. <laughs> Tigger died on the way back to his home planet. <laughs> I have to go now. My planet needs it me. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, but then Kobayashi, with a number of other Japanese wrestling talents, New Japan talent at the time, uh, Riki Choshu being the main one, were what were, we talked in the previous episode about how significant it was when Hanson and Brody and Jimmy Snooker as Gai Jin moved to All Japan. Well, a few years later, Riki Choshu leaving New Japan because of politics and joining All Japan was maybe an even bigger deal because this was Japanese native wrestlers trained in one wrestling promotion's dojo moving to the other promotion. And Kobayashi was their junior heavyweight representative, essentially. Um, and they programmed him naturally with the guy that he... with the, the new version of the guy that he'd previously feuded with, 
uh, Tiger Mask 2. And they fought for the NWA Junior Heavyweight title. Now, what's interesting about All Japan is they never had as much weight, put as much importance to their junior heavyweight division. Probably the most importance they ever held it in was when Tiger Mask was the key part of it. And the Tiger Mask Kobayashi feud was really the most prominent. And it was for the NWA Junior Heavyweight title. And then in the late 80s, early 90s, when it was Jushin Thunder Liger and all the other guys in New Japan redefining junior heavyweight wrestling and really popularizing it, it was like a, a non-factor almost in All Japan. When they had their junior heavyweight title, the All Japan junior heavyweight title, uh, from 89 to 93, it was defended only 14 times by the same guy, Jeez. Masamo <laughs> Fushi. And he really just was like the de facto champ of that division. And then he went to a guy called Yoshinari Ogawa. They were never considered very important within All Japan. This was probably the height of junior heavyweight wrestling in All Japan pro wrestling. It's sad to think that it goes off the boil after like thing like you know the effort that these guys put in. Well, All Japan sort of put so much focus on just like a core group of five or six guys that were amazing for like the five years, but it really kind of screwed them over in the long term because they didn't build, outside of Jun Akiyama, they didn't really build anyone during that time. And again, yeah. and that's why you'll see so many of the same variants of the same wrestlers involved in so many of the matches we're going to do going forward because we're going to do a lot of All Japan in that early 90s period. So because the main event scene was so hot, they didn't really feel like they needed to bother with a, a hot junior heavyweight division that in Japan, in New Japan, was able to do like the Super J Cup, which sells out the Sumo Hall just off of the junior heavyweight wrestlers. It's uh, it's sort of like how with WCW, they had like the NWA, I think it was like nuclear hot, and then no new guys ever like got injected into the main event. It, it, that's pretty similar to the situation you're describing, I feel. Yeah. Because it's interesting, because, like, um, Masawa holds the Tiger Mask gimmick for, like, five years. Um, and then, and it's also interesting, another thing about this match, that you've got the big fight atmosphere, because both t- wrestlers have, like, their entourage. Yeah. Like, you can see Tiger Mask there with, sort of, the other All Japan, sort of, young lions, essentially, their equivalent. You can see Toshiaki Kawada, actually, um, in his corner. Masawa and Kawada went to the same high school and it was Masawa that convinced Kawada to come with him to All Japan because Kawada's instincts would have been to go to New Japan. That was the sort of wrestling he preferred and that was really the basis of their storyline which again will be such a key factor in so many of the matches we're going to review later on in the, in the series. Um, so he's kind of got his guys and Kobayashi has his um, Ishigun, uh, Ishingundan stable with um, Masasaito I don't think Choshu was there, but he was part of that team, you know? And so it's given a real big fight feel. There's, like, flower girls and there's a decoration. It's weird, actually. The the ring announcer looks like a referee. Yeah. Not the referee. It was a very odd sight. He's got, like, the classic short sleeve blue shirt and black bow tie. Tucked in, belt tucked in. Yeah, but he doesn't... He's just announcing it. There's another guy in a sort of, like, a... I quite like the All Japan referee... um, clothing actually i always thought it was quite a cool look again like the style designs i liked another thing i liked that all japan did around this time was the entrances you saw the wrestlers as they were sort of prepping themselves to make their entrance you saw them sort of doing their final stretches and sort of breathing heavily you know taking deep breaths sort of keep their nerves calm and everything i always liked something which is now going on with like again mma and boxing yeah Um, they where they shoot the guys as they arrive at the building in the locker room Mm. 
just before the ring walk, ring walk, like, it's all Japan, all 360 yeah. encompassing experience. All Japan's always been no, no nonsense, really. Like, there has never, especially at that time, they didn't have flashy entrance lights or anything. And, and like, the especially when New Japan would do, like, their Tokyo Dome shows, they would have big light displays yeah. and fireworks and impressive stages. New All Japan never bothered with that. They yeah. essentially made their entrances like boxers would. It was, mm. just, it was they were making their way into the arena, and it was like the arena wasn't particularly made up. Or anything. And they could again; it's not it, that wasn't a pricing decision. They could have if they wanted to, but it's just not their vibe. Mm. Yeah, Baba always liked the no nonsense wrestling focus. It was yeah. a lot more American and American psychology um, inspired than the New Japan style as well. Um, but the match is kind of... It's a good match, but it's nothing that stands out, especially in this modern context, I don't think. No. Everything's done well, but it's, it's a very short match as well. It's only like 11 minutes, 29 seconds, you can see at the end. Yeah. Again, another match that I think maybe in its time period felt good. very new and exciting, but it's been surpassed. Subsequently. Some of the moves are really cool mm. in the match. Um, like towards the end, there's like a sort of top rope electric chair kind of like thing he goes for. Yeah. I think. But also I think it is noticeable that Misawa's not as comfortable within the high flying style compared to Sayama. He's still doing good stuff, but like when he does like the kick into a somersault, which is a move that Will Ospreay does now, yeah. he sort of lands awkwardly on his knees. He can't get, he can't do the full rotation. Rotation, get his, his legs feet. fully clean and down. Yeah. His, his second rope moonsault is more kind of a spinning cross body. You can't do like the full rotation. But then again, neither did Tiger Mask. But Tiger Mask's, like I said, Tiger Mask 1 was quicker, shorter, um, not carrying less, less weight. Carrying less weight. Um, I don't think Masao was clumsy, as Dynamite Kid would say, but I don't think he was a natural. You know, when you think of the great junior heavyweights, you're going to think of guys that can take advantage of their size, and and they do amazing things like Jushin Liger, Rey Mysterio, mm. um, Tiger Mask, Dynamite Kid. You know, and that's not what Tiger Mask. That's not what Masao can do. No. Um, you see sort of flashes of what he wants to do in a little sense, because as you say, he tries to ground the match, and some of his groundwork is really good. And that's uh, so weird that it's Tiger Mask that wants to ground it. Yeah, very jarring compared to how Tiger Mask 1 wrestled. Mm. Um, do you think, because two, I think two factors in my head um, work against this match. It's another one where there's no real out-and-out finish, for a start. Yeah, he hits one fisherman suplex. He, he sort of... Masawa's dominating after a while. Like, Masawa gets his heat. Like, he'd been dominated, but then he gets back. Like, he hits a somersault. He, like, they, they do the psychology, actually, the dives. They both have gone for dives at various points, and then Masawa hits it. Yeah. But then almost straight after that, he gets him back into the ring, tries a fisherman suplex. Kobayashi reverses it. Tiger Mask kicks out, so Kobayashi hits another fisherman suplex, and that wins it for him. Yeah. Although then after the match, they sort of zoom in on Tiger Mask's knee to sort of suggest maybe there was some knee issues that was factored into it, uh, factored into the finish. Um, as Simon consults his notes. Off. Oh. Yeah. Um. It's a bit of a weird one that because it's just I agree not... with you. It's a very sudden finish. Yeah. It's not built up to anything. It doesn't feel like Masao's getting his ass kicked or anything. No. Like. 
It's just out of the blue. It's just you a little bit would have been, meh. I guess the Fisherman's Suplex is kind of a cradle move, but even then, like, he didn't have the hands clasped. It wasn't like a Kurt Hennig perfect plex. Either. No, no. It wasn't like a nice snug one. He, um... I just think it was just a bit... Everything just happened, mm. but nothing had time to sort of settle in. Again, maybe that's me getting... harping on about psychology and the importance of selling, which was in here but not nothing was sold to a lot extent where it seemed like it really hurts anyone you know what i mean yeah yeah and maybe that's due to the time constraints and maybe yeah. it's a vicious circle that steps in mm. um but loads of pro wrestlers just say work with the time you've got don't try and put 10 pounds of crap in a five pound bag mm. i don't know it's it's interesting as i say i think it's very. I, I I'll hop back to my earlier thing. It's very video gamey, and maybe it's just that someone hit that perfect combo, hmm. sort of at the end, and it was just like, oh okay, it it's just it. I'll take this. You know what I mean? It was just a bit sudden. Yeah, they would have one more match a few months later that gets that sees Tiger Mask win it, and that's title change. And whilst this is the match that gets the five stars from Dave Meltzer, it's actually the rematch on June the twelfth that gets the Wrestling Observer Match of the Year prize. So maybe we should have watched that match as well as a cross-comparison. Um, but, I don't know, we didn't. So We didn't. Um, <laughs> we've, got, we've got so much homework to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, our listeners are more than welcome to do that. Yeah, <laughs> and... maybe, maybe we'll do a follow-up discussion yeah. at some point. Um, so, do you have anything else to add to this? Not, not especially. I think... Much like the short length of the match, I think we've it's we've had a nice short sprint and uh, covered pretty much well, everything we need to. What I did like, uh, also this was a tradition in in Japan as well. When at the end of a title match, like I said, the big fight feel, especially all Japan, they would give them trophies after winning the match. Mm. And I like that they have a three bears dynamic. The three trophies is given. There's a huge one, a medium sized one, and a tiny no. little one. baby <laughs> little trophy. <laughs> I don't know what the three trophies are meant to represent. I mean, I know one of them is kind of like you get a trophy for every successful defense. Like the match in and of itself is a is for something. But I don't know if the trophies are kind of part of the belt collection. Like you get the belt and the trophy. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, Maybe someone else can get in touch with us as to the significance behind certain trophies. Um, But there's always an interesting factor within it. I remember that actually WWE did that once. They did um, a tag team tournament that was won by Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit. And they won the belts, but also for winning the tournament, they were given a trophy. Although the only reason they had the trophy was so that you can have the post, the trophy smashing angle that all trophies in American wrestling are designed for. Or to be disintegrated. (laughs) But the only one that hasn't so far is the Dusty Rhodes tag team classic one. What's your favourite kind of trophy in, in general? Like, what do you think is a good sized trophy? Because um, the American ones are always huge. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, no, 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 no. Super no, Bowl no. trophy is surprisingly small. Super Bowl trophies are nice and neat, whereas the one you're obviously Stanley referring Cup. to is the Stan- Stanley Cup's massive. The reason it's um, so big, it's not only that they have like the team names engraved on those sort of uh, yeah. plates, they have the whole team engraved. Well, they, they, it's a team effort. They want to include everyone. Um, I like Champions League. I, I just love that cup. It just looks so gorgeous. Um, Very simplistic. Yeah. Traditional part of me loves the FA Cup. Again, nice, neat and uh, traditionalist. Um, 
I do like the Super Bowl trophy. I think it's it it's sort of like a modern, nice, neat one. Yeah, like it's, it's got like a nice modernness to it. I quite like that. All the American trophies, and you see that actually with some of the Japanese promotions, they've got that sort of long legs, four yeah. four cornered thing, and then there's like the trophy at the top of it. Whereas in Europe, a lot, lot of European trophies is kind of handles. Yeah. Because that's what it was. It was. It was like a, it's more of a traditional cup kind mm. of thing. Mm. Um, I like shields as well. I I don't think we have enough shields. You know what I mean? Like the community shield. I I, I think more trophies should be shields. I think more shields. There's the community shield, the Wimbledon women's singles trophy, and the Bundesliga. That's a shield yeah. as well. Um, yeah. I just think they look cool. That's just you, that's you, you can one. then have like a victory dinner off of it if you want to yeah and i think in terms of wrestling foreign object potential with a shield is like <laughs> massive yeah i suppose can't did like... someone into a trophy yeah shield however <laughs> and of course you've got the progress uh old tag team titles which were two halves of a shield yeah which they which then... sort of nxt sort of semi-copy with its old tag team titles where one half was colored in and the yeah. opposite half was colored in for the other one yeah, and also uh, when Progress switched to the belts, they actually kept the the shield design on the center plate. Yeah, I really like the uh, NWA International Junior title uh, that you saw for this match. The All Japan belts were interesting as well because they had like the 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 metal, like it was a belt, like in the way that you would use your belt. Whereas, do you, do you know where I'm coming from? Yeah, you sort of you thread the one part of the belt through at the back and then yeah. you use it the teeth into the holes whereas it's like a, a a clasp on in most other belts that you see nowadays yeah for sporting combat belts all of them pretty much yeah, yeah. Are well, they're all, yeah yeah they're all modeled after that i always hate the boxing belts they, look like they might as well have velcro i think some of them do have velcro but uh anyway that was a little side discussion that's been the latest episode of the key show. question would you give this five stars? I wouldn't give it five stars, but I also thought it was a good match. But I don't think it's anything that stands out as spectacular in this day and age. I don't think anyone will be blown away by it, which I think you expect to have with a five-star match. Yeah. And it uh, feels less significant than, say, Dynamite Kid versus Tiger Mask, even though this does have a finish to it. It's, uh, yeah, I think it's too short. And while stuff happened, I think a five-star match truly has to draw you in. Like from a psychological standpoint, and this didn't do that. Okay, still good match, but like, if we're ranking all of the five star matches we've watched so far, I actually would. I don't know. I don't know if I'd rank this bottom. I know you wouldn't rank it bottom. I know. No, no. But it's definitely not. I can't imagine if we say what are our by the end of this series, what are even our favorite fifty of this hundred, whatever we're gonna do. Yeah, um, it won't. It won't be in the top half. Put it that way. Probably not, no. Um, so, yeah, that was All Japan Pro Wrestling's third, no, second match on this. We're staying with All Japan, but it's All Japan Women for our next episode. The sisters are doing it for themselves. Yes, we will be seeing the first of the Joshi wrestling. Uh, again, some of the most artistically influential uh, wrestling of its time. Like, I think uh, Jim Smallman said, if you think there's whatever spectacular move there is now was probably invented by a skinny 19-year-old Japanese wrestler, lady yeah. wrestler, <laughs> back in 1993. Uh, we are going to see Jaguar Yokota taking on Lioness Asuka. Not that Asuka. Not that Asuka, but a Lioness version of Asuka. 
But until then, you can get in touch with me. My name's Lorcan Mullen, L-O-R-C-A-N-M-U-L-L-A for Apple, N for nonchalant. And you can you can look that up on all the different social medias. And if there's Lorcan Mullen there, it's me. <laughs> Simon? Well, uh, my name's Simon Crossfree. Uh, so known because um, about roughly three times this episode, you've tried to crowbar the fact in that your television's not tuned in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you can find me out. Find me on Twitter and and uh, and the such. Basically, slightly different on Instagram. Simon C fifty four, but I never really post there. And when I do, it's usually pictures of me pointing at various oceans. Yeah, very good. That's that's an ocean. That is. That's an ocean. That is <laughs> water. We have a show email address of lmtyspod at gmail dot com. <laughs> uh, one last quick, quick thing. Do you reckon in a pinch, if you couldn't find any tigers? Um, Kobayashi would hunt down Empress uh, Lioness Asuka. Yeah, maybe. Although you want to go after the lions more than the lionesses. The lionesses do all the work. They're the workers. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas lion, easy target. But a lion sleeps eighteen to twenty hours a day. It's mental. Bunch of and yet they're, they're king. And then they're called king of the jungle when mm. most of them don't live in jungles. Mm. I don't know. Oh, I never really got that branding of a lion. They, they, they've, they've got they've got good PR people have lions <laughs> yeah lions nailed public meet that um, public relations but anyway thank you for letting us tell you something have a five star time until the next time